Uh, I believe one verse says, Oh, the joy yeah, of that right. glad meeting. Yes. For the saints who fall away. Um, you know, there's a lot of these things that sound, sound mighty good, you know. Yeah. Yeah, they are good. Say we want the glory of the Lord to fill the house. Yeah. Well, I imagine that uh, about tomorrow at noon, if you had a recorder in here going, there wouldn't be much going on, would it? No. Um, I wonder where that spirit is. I wonder how much of it, uh, I said something at the start of the camp meeting service, and uh, I wonder how many of us here have sort of suppressed that spirit. The Most High dwelleth not in temples made with hands. Nothing that you can make with your hands that will honor God. If you don't let that spirit that's within you be manifested, now you're talking. You won't do the Lord much good. That's right. But uh, that's not what I got up here for. Uh, meeting's been going on a little over an hour. Uh, now then. Uh, my hour don't start till about 25 to 12, see? That don't give me but till 25 to 1, and I'm supposed to be a, a right close to finished in an hour from now. Uh, but um, a lot of people don't uh, know the difference between B.C. and A.D. That's right. A lot of people don't. Before Christ, things were very, very, very much different. Uh, whenever they put on some sort of a big celebration, a, uh, a lot of times get a, a queen. And what do they pick out? The best looking. Outside. But uh, I uh, thought about Jesus. I guess if you ever saw a celebration, that was the greatest. But according to the word of God, he wasn't what you would call a beauty queen. And uh, a lot of times you'd uh, want to put on a, something out here. You'd get a, some highly honored person to draw the crowd. He was a little old baby. And uh, his mother's reputation by being in subjection to what God wanted her to do. Among the world, her reputation may not have been so good. 
But thanks be to good old Joseph. He didn't spread it all over the country. But I think about that mother. Not many dedicated like that mother was. Whenever the girl, I think she was in love. And the Lord told her these things, she showed who was ahead. Yes, she did. Says, be it unto thine handmaid as thou was said. Of course, she asked the question, how can these things be? Whenever we get up and testify that the Spirit of the Lord is in our heart, that we are directed by the Spirit of God, that we have eternal life because the Spirit of God is in our heart, uh, you may be asked the question, how can these things be? Well, the answer of the angel was the Holy Ghost shall come upon thee. Yes, that's right. And the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore, that holy thing that shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. Do you believe in the miracles of God? Yes, indeed. If you don't, there's no use to ever utter a prayer. That's right. That's right. Because there's no connection between you and God. That's right. If you don't believe in the Son of God, you have no connection whatsoever with God unless you believe that Jesus is the Son of God. Amen. That's right. That's right. Because there's one God, there's one mediator between God and man, and that's Christ Jesus. So all of your connection with heaven and God is cut off unless you believe in the miracle of the virgin birth. I had no intention of starting off with that. But I do believe that the Spirit of God is within me this morning. Yeah. I had a wonderful experience last night. Yeah. We were down there to this cafeteria yeah. along about 10.30. The Spirit of God began to fall. That building was the same building that it was when it was empty. But there was something in there. There's something alive in there. And if I say it was, I reckon, as much or more a Spirit-filled service than we've had at Camp Beaton the whole time. Whenever 
There was, I expect, 25 or 30 testimonies. And about how many people there were in there, just about. There were twice that many feet off the floor, most all the time. Lasted till, I guess, about two solid hours. Pretty good, isn't it? It was a wonderful time. I've, I got some scripture to read. Haven't got but an hour. Uh, who hath believed our report? Now this is, was not, uh, I'll tell you pretty soon. And to whom hath the arm of the Lord been revealed? What do you know about the power of God? Has it lifted you up? How hard was it for him to lift you up? Just as easy. What's the matter? The power of God. The weakness of God is stronger than man. The foolishness of God is wiser than man. For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of a dry ground. Been a long drought. I'm talking about a drought. I mean a real drought. I'm talking about a drought from that water. Um, he was sitting on a well. Here come a lady up there that he wasn't supposed to speak to. And uh, he said he wanted to get something sorted, I guess. He wanted something to give me to drink. She couldn't understand that. You asking a drink from a Samaritan. But then what he wanted to get down to was if you would have asked me, I would have given you some water so that you would never thirst again. That living water. But it would be in you a well of water springing up in the everlasting rock. Now, when I say there had been a long drought, I mean that that living water of life, that spirit of life, that eternal life, people hadn't been able to get hold of it. Why? They went against God. That's why. Now then, I'm talking about B.C. and A.D. B.C. and A.D. Now I'm living in A.D. Found a living fountain down by the river of life. I found a place for you to drink. I found a faith that never will shrink. Um, it sounds we can tell about David. That's 
nice. David was a good man. Daniel was a good man. Abraham was a good man. Moses was a good man. Every one that God used. I don't know. Wait a minute. He might have used old Pharaoh. I thought to say every one that God used was a good man. But uh, I don't guess it was. But all of the true prophets were good men. Uh, and it's a good story to tell about David and the giant. Did you know you could get people's attention more with that than you could get their attention that, like he got that woman's attention? Did you know she left there? She left there thinking, well, uh, this man's going to give me a drink and I ain't going to ever have to come back to this well no more. Did you know you can get up here and talk about the spirit and power of God that you can get into your heart and you don't have to say, Lord, forgive me again? That can be in you a well of water springing up into everlasting life. They go away thinking about some water you get out of a, uh, one of these wells out here. They can't get hold of it. Oh, we're talking about Christ. And when you speak of Christ, they try to think of that picture some fellow made of him. But if, if he wanted you to know how Christ looked physically, it would have been someone somewhere, but there's not any. No picture of God, no picture of Christ. If you want to see him as he is, you know how he is? The first Adam was made a living soul. He breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. That's the word. Before that time, he had no life, and he wasn't begotten of any lively substance. Did you ever think of that? That was a creation. That was the B.C. creation. That was the B.C. creation. If that's all you know about, you don't know much about Christ. The first Adam was made a living soul, the Word of God. The last Adam was made a quickening spirit. That is uh, known as a life-giving spirit. Of course, whenever we speak of the blood of Christ, we think mainly of that liquid, red liquid that's come out. That sounds pitiful, don't it? But that's all gone. But we can read in the Bible and it says the blood is the life thereof. And uh, if you're saved by the blood, that means you're saved 
by the life. He that hath the Son hath life. He that hath not the Son of God hath not life. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that heareth my words and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. So whenever you start thinking now, and you're thinking of A.D., start thinking you can shut your eyes and probably see more than you can with your eyes open. Because we look not on the things which are seen, but on the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, and the things which are not seen are eternal. Now then, whenever Christ came, he didn't bring anything in that pertained to the flesh. Because he says, the flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit, and they are life. And I'm telling you, whenever you take the life out of anything, it's done. Whenever you take the life, if you don't let that life that's within you uh, do something and glorify God, that eternal life, uh, this camp meeting is dead. And I want to say this too. By next camp meeting, you folks that can't do nothing but raise your hand when the Spirit of the Lord falls on, falls on you, I want you, if, it, if, if that's all you got this camp meeting, I want you to pray every day till next camp meeting so it'll get in your feet too. Now the devil don't want you to stand up for Jesus. Did you know in all of these things that uh, they claim uh, that one of the most inspiring songs that was ever written was Stand Up, Stand Up for Jesus. What are you sitting down for? Uh, but he was no glamour boy. He was no glamour boy. I'll tell you that. He had no form nor comeliness, and when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire. You love good, you love truth, you love right, you love Jesus, all right. You love outward things, you're not talking about Jesus. He's the Spirit. There was no crown for him of silver. There was no diadem for him to hold. Thank <laughs> you.
same honor that David had whenever he come back in there and the young ladies were saying Saul has killed his thousands and David is ten thousands. I want to read you about that. In his humiliation. He was a son of God. What power did he have? He could go over to this one over here and, and uh, take and rub his eyes a little bit and he, that old boy could see. He had pity. Bless the Lord. But he went over to this old poor old fellow that had been there so many, many, many years and by that pool and, and he was in such bad shape and didn't have any friends to go and put him in. And no friends to go there and put him in. And, and, and he couldn't get in and Jesus says, Wilt thou be made whole? And he could do that. And if he could cause a person to have sight, I expect anybody that started to stick a spear in his side would have, could have, he could have made him going blind, I expect. Though he were a son, Yet learn the obedience through the things which you said. It didn't pertain to the flesh. This is A.D. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he had borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. If you're the Son of God, you come down from that. You saved others, you can't save yourself. Abraham took his little crowd and whenever they had... Uh, Done away with the folks over there. He just went in there and come out victorious and got all the spoil, didn't he? Yeah. Sounds pretty, pretty good, don't it? Jesus didn't believe in killing folks. Oh, no. That's B.C. and A.D. 
And there's a big, big difference between B.C. and A.D. I would say you folks here seem like y'all are mighty quiet for some cause or other. Well, listen in. Right here. We want to get every word. And if you want to know something, I'm telling you, there, there's one creation, and there was a, I'm telling you, the creation, uh, uh, I believe, uh, well, it, it says it over here. I, I, I might take time enough to run over here and find it. I haven't got it. You know, when I start up here, a lot of time I go one thing and think I'm going to talk one way and, and read something, and then I read something else. But I, I done told you about this creation that God made of the dust of the earth. He made of the dust. And he breathed into its nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul. That was the beginning of the creation of flesh. I want to read you about another creation. I'm going to read you about a creation that was revealed to John on the Isle of Patmos. I want to read you a creation that starts off this way. The revelation of Jesus Christ. How Jesus was revealed. Which God gave unto him to shew unto his servants. Things which must shortly come to pass and he signified it by his angel unto his servant John. And here's what he wanted him to write. He wanted him to know here was a people that were neither cold nor hot. Here's a people that it didn't make much difference to. Here's a people that I won't say nothing one way or the other. Neutral. But are you neutral? You're sick, man. Because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I'll spew you out of my mouth. In according to what God has put up with, it takes quite a little bit to make him sick. And under the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, These things saith the Amen. What's that? That's what you say when you get up. Yeah, let it be so. I say, let it be so. The faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. Now then, the beginning of the creation of God. This Jesus that we're talking about, that had no form nor comeliness, uh, this Jesus that was humiliated, this Jesus that humbled himself and became obedient unto the death, even the death of the cross, this Jesus whom God hath highly exalted and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow to things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the honor and glory of God. That's who I'm talking about. Yeah. 
He is the beginning of the spiritual creation. Right, right. The spiritual creation. Right. Does that sound strange to any of you? No, no, it sounds just right. It sounds right to me. When you get into that, you'll be sort of like the Apostle Paul. Them that hold to, to the traditions of their fathers or think you're going against the prophets. But the Apostle Paul wasn't going against the prophets. No. But he'd had a revelation from Jesus Christ. That's true. He was going along there trying to anybody that called on the name of Jesus. Uh, but uh, somebody come along there and uh, caused him to uh, fall down. Yeah. He thought he, he was he's getting a little big. Yeah. Somebody said off his horse, but I don't know about a horse. Uh, I, never, I don't know how he's going. I'm not sure he didn't have an airplane or an automobile. But uh, this Jesus I'm talking about is, uh, throws us a challenge. But he was the beginning of the creation of God. He was the only begotten of the Father. And he was the firstborn from the dead. Why was that? That in all things he might have the preeminence. And he is the head of all things and by him all things consist. Now then, your entire complete salvation consists of the Spirit of God, which is Jesus. We say Jesus because that's what he is. When he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And how can you do a thing like that? Uh, uh, That's not a lot of trouble. Uh, over here, where am I? Over here in Romans, I guess. The all right one. Um, well, I can't find them. It's in here somewhere, isn't it? Yeah, I kind of think maybe uh, there's a Romans in here. Um, but uh, well, maybe I didn't have that and figured out, but it did, didn't it? Um, If you want to know whether or not God has been manifest, the invisible things For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Because that when they knew, may have known God, is manifest in them, for God has shooted unto them, for the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen. Ah. 
how can you see anything uh, if you're born physically? Here's how. Being understood by the things that are made. No man has seen God at any time with his physical eye. Though we have seen Christ. No more. Because his office is a spirit. Being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power. It, you make me laugh. It makes me laugh. You know when a fellow's telling you something's one way and you just know for certain that it isn't? You know, you may not say much, but there's inside that is something. <laughs> I do declare. Poor old fellow. Poor old fella. Yeah, he needs to be pitted all right. Poor old fella. Yeah. Even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. So then if you don't believe there's a God, if you just uh, open up your window, you can see a reason to believe there's a God. You don't have to do that. You don't have to do that if you're blind and you can uh, reach up and touch something and feel it. You should know there's a God. But here's how the beginning of the creation of God was. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. Peace. Peace with God. He's the one that brought peace. You know, that, you know a lot of people don't know what peace is. Because there's turmoil in their heart. But he came and preached peace to them that were afar and to them that were not. Uh, whenever the angel said, oh, that's what he said, peace on earth and goodwill toward me. Uh, peace is what it brought, uh, and, uh, uh, and with his stripes we are healed. Healed from what? Healed from that old snake bite. That's right. Oh, we like sheep have gone astray and turned everyone to his own way. That's, that's, that's what they did. A man wanted to do what he wanted to do. But God never was pleased with it. No. Never will be. He was oppressed and afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter, and a sheep before her shearers is dumb, so he opened not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment, and who shall declare his generation? His generation. I'm talking about the spiritual generation. Long ago, Yeah. 
of my people was he stricken. That, that, that's what he died for. He was wounded for our transgression. Yes. That's one thing, isn't it? But he was raised again for our justification. And all who believe in him can be justified from all things from which you could not be justified by the law of Moses. That's the truth. That's A.D. That's A.D. That's not B.C. That's A.D. For the transgression of my people was his stricken, and he made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death. Because he had done uh, no violence, uh, neither was there any deceit in his mouth. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. Now, he didn't do it like he did David. David won battle. Jesus did too, but not outwardly. So then there's a greater battle than to be strong physically. And there's a difference. There's an entirely different kingdom. An entirely different dispensation. That's right. And I'll tell you what it was for. Uh, just while we read this up, I still got about 30 more minutes. And he made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death, because he had done no violence, neither was there any deceit in his mouth. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He hath put him to grief. When thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see uh, his seed, he shall prolong his days, uh, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall deceive the surveil of his soul and be satisfied. By the knowledge shall my righteous servant, servant justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore will I desire to divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he has poured out his soul unto death, and he was numbered with the transgressions, transgressions, and he bare the sins of many and made intercession for the transgressors. Now then, I want to get over here in a place that I didn't intend to read, for if we were enemies, if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, he saw the travail of his soul and was satisfied. Yeah, he saw what the result was going to be. Yeah, bringing many times to the Lord. If we were reconciled to God by the death of His Son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by His life. He was bruised for our iniquity. He died for our sins. But he was raised again 
for our justice. I'm talking about life and death. I'm talking about B.C. and A.D. Raised again for our justification. If when we were enemies, enemies to God, we were reconciled by the death of his son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And there's a lot of people don't think you're saved, they think you are saved without the Holy Ghost. The reason I say that is because they say they're, uh, they're saved and they're a child of God. And uh, we believe Jesus is our example. And we know how he got to be a child of God. He got to be a child of God by the Holy Ghost. He got to be a child because the Holy Ghost shall come upon you, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore, that holy thing that shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. Now then, we're talking about Jesus now. We're talking about the beginning of the spiritual creation. That was a fleshly beginning of a creation of the flesh, and God, he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Having therefore... Oh, wait a minute. I ain't on the right chapter. I'm getting over here. Things turns over so fast, you don't know where it is. I declare unto you, where, where is that? I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also ye have received, and wherein you stand, by which also ye are saved, if ye keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless ye have believed in vain. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I received, and what did he receive? I have appeared unto thee for this purpose, delivering thee from the people and from the Gentiles unto whom now I send thee to, the, uh, to turn them, for, to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God that they might receive forgiveness of sins and an inheritance among them that are sanctified by faith that is in me. Who's me? Jesus. That's the speaker. How do you know? He says, Who art thou, Lord? He says, I'm Jesus, whom thou persecuted. So then, if you believe this, how you got saved? And that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day, according to the scriptures, that he was seen of Cephas, then of the twelve. After that, he was seen of above five hundred brethren at once, of whom the greater part remained of this present, but some of all on the street. After that, he was seen of James and of all the apostles. And last of all, he was seen of me, as of one born out of due season. He was ascended up on high then, but Paul's going. He was ascended up on high in 1921, but Paul's something. Paul felt him. Paul received him. Another point. For I am the least of the apostles. That I am not meet to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. But, the great, but by the grace of God I am what I am, and his grace which was bestowed upon me was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly than they all, yet not I, but the grace of God which was in me. Therefore, whether it were I or they, so we preached, and so ye believe. And if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, how say some among you that there is no resurrection of the dead? 
But if there be no resurrection of the dead, then is Christ not risen? And if Christ be not risen, there is no your preaching, our preaching vain, and your faith is vain. Yea, and we are found false witnesses of God, because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ, whom he raised not up, if so be that the dead rise not. And if the dead rise not, then is Christ not raised, and if Christ be not raised, your faith is vain, and ye are yet in your sins. So then, if a person, if Christ hadn't raised from the dead, you'd still be in your sins. And if Christ isn't in your heart, you're still in your sins. Then they which are fallen asleep in Christ are perished. Uh, I believe Brother Claude uh, uh, read over there. Who was it? Was he, who got who got the face cap? Brother George Henry. I believe Brother Claude comes off from it. And uh, Brother George Henry, these all died in faith, not having received the promise. Right. They received promises. Sure, God promised them health and. Jesus. Provision, all kinds of things. Yeah. But there was a certain promise. Yeah. The promise. Yeah. And whenever Jesus, uh, just before he left me, he says, Behold, I send the promise of the Father upon you, but tarry ye yeah. in Jerusalem until you be in new the power from on high. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. That's the promise I'm talking that's about. A, that's his promise. Then they which are fallen asleep in Christ are perished. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruit of them that slept. I said he was the only begotten of the Father, and necessarily it does, the Bible does say he's the first begotten, but being the only would mean the same thing, of course, because there wasn't no other, later or before. A lot of people will stand up and say, don't you believe there were children of God before? In a manner, yes. But like Jesus was, no. Definitely, no. That's what the Bible says. That's the word of God. But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruit of them to slept. For since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. Now then, if man came, came death, yeah. what kind of death? Spiritual death. Spiritual, that's right. right. And uh, spiritual life came through Jesus Christ. Right. Now, whenever I say A.D., that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Spiritual life. For as in Adam all die, in the same manner that as the people in Adam die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. But, if, uh, but every man in his own order. Christ the first fruit. Christ the first fruit. And afterward, they that are Christ at his coming. That makes it till now. Uh, I believe in John, he says, other sheep I have, which are not of this fold. Now, he didn't say them also will I gather. He says, them also will I bring. He didn't have to gather them up. He didn't have to gather them up. Them also must I bring. And oh me, I'm going to finish up four my hours up, I'm afraid. Um, in whom we have redemption through his blood, 
and by him all things consist. Is that right? In whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. All of it. By him all things consist, according to the riches of his grace, wherein he hath abounded to us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known unto us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he hath purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of time he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are in earth, even in him. In all things, everybody. Yes, Lord. All praise. All praise.